1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple podcast. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you check out Five Reasons YouTube channel, Dono Daily, every single day. They got a great six rings canes uh, going on actually tonight, or you can check it out anytime on the channel, uh, with the new quarterback coach of the canes. We got content there all the time. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We're getting close to 20,000 subscribers. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. And you get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Kusam Patel, and others on all of the teams in town. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our friend Mark Brown. you got to check out markbrownpa.com. The phone number is 954-566-5678. A couple of things he can do for you. A lot of things he can do for you, but he's done both for me. And I highly recommend him. He's based in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek off of Andrews in the Wells Fargo building. It's a small firm, but here's what they can do for you, okay? They can set up your estate plan. If you're young with a family, definitely take care of this now. Don't wait. You never know what's going to happen. Make sure your money goes to the right people. He'll get you the forms. It's not expensive. Mention five reasons. You get a discount on everything. He'll explain it to you. And also, the real estate market is complicated right now. Make sure your closing isn't. So he can take care of that for you as well. Again, he's done this for me. Check out 954-566-5678. 954-566-5678. Title company right there in house. MarkBrownPA.com, and now tonight's episode. Down to Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is here's the thing: you can check
2: the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like the said, you
3: in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plain. Got a all banned. Y'all seen the block? Stop the one hand. And Pat we trust, it's probably had the guts we here to bring the
2: heat, y'all can hang it up
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network
1: Alright, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor We got the whole crew here tonight, Brady Hawk, Brady Hawk 305 Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander, Alex Toledo at Tropical Blanket Tonight, we're going to talk about something a lot of Heat fans don't want to talk about. This is the floor plan, running it back. It has a nasty connotation. Uh, The the, the phrase running it back kind of means you couldn't get anything done, right? And when the Miami Heat have run things back traditionally over the years, it has not worked out all that well. Uh, If you go back to the late 90s with the Zotimi teams, they kept running it back, running it back, running it back. and three straight years, the Knicks knocked them out until finally... And I can share this story. Andy Ellisberg has told me when, when they lost the last time it was the Allen Houston shot when they, no, it was not the Allen Houston shot. It was the, uh, excuse me. It was the Tim Hardaway, uh, Nick Bavetta game. It was right. That was was Clarence Weatherspoon uh, missing the Jamal Mashburn pass. That was the last I was at all of them, but they run together. (laughs) That last one, when they left the court, Andy has told me, we knew we weren't going to be back together. That, that, that was it. We we'd run it back all those times. We needed to make major change. They did. They brought in Eddie Jones, they brought in Anthony Mason, they brought in Brian Grant, PJ and Mash went out, but then Gozo so got sick and it kind of blew up the whole thing. But the idea was they were not going to run it back. 2003, 2004, they did not run it back. They made the move for Shack, right? They could have run that team back. They didn't. That started a whole new era. Obviously it led to a championship the year after. They could have run it back after 04, five. They didn't run it back. Pat brought in five guys, Posey, Peyton, Jason Williams, et cetera, Antoine Walker. They didn't, didn't work out very well during the regular season. Stan went home to his family, but they ultimately won a championship that year because Dwayne went nuclear. Then you take a look at, at the big three. They did keep running it. They ran it back pretty much after that first year, but a little bit different, right? They, they, they played a little differently the second, the second year. They didn't have a whole ton of flexibility. And we also know, of course, after winning the championship in 2006, they ran it back with that team and that team got swept off the floor by the Chicago Bulls and Luol Deng with Pat clapping them off the floor. Uh, in kind of an embarrassing performance that time. So typically running it back for them has not worked. Even running back the 16, uh, 17 team that paying all those guys that did not work. Right. So it has a nasty connotation, but as I go to you guys on this, this is why I think this is different. The heat may be forced to run it back because they don't want to run it back. That's the difference this time. The intent is not to run it back. Look, If they were looking to run it back, they would give up on this Durant and Mitchell stuff where they're essentially at the mercy of two other teams that are trying to get 85 draft picks. And they would just go trade Duncan Robinson a pick for a power forward. And to me, that would be mostly running it back. I mean, it would be the same team. Tyler gets his extension. You bring back most of the group. We didn't think Duncan was be part of the rotation next year anyway. You essentially replace PJ Tucker with somebody and you run it back. Here's the thing. To use an old phrase of mine, they don't want to do that. That's why they're waiting. They have no interest in running this back. They want to bring in a big star. But what may end up happening is because they don't get one of those guys or because the Nets decide to hold on to Durant until February or longer or Danny Ainge doesn't get his 85 draft picks and decide, and Donovan Mitchell starts a season with them in Utah, they may be stuck running it back with a worse team. That's the difference this time. And that's what I kind of want. And Greg, I'll go to you on this. That's what I want fans to understand. The Heat's intent now is not to run it back. They do not want to do that. Otherwise, they would have acted already.
2: You killed that intro. Just keep going. Like, why does the rest of us even need to contribute tonight? You were on point. I could not agree with you more. I actually necessarily didn't conceptualize it in the way that you mentioned in terms of that Every indication is is that they're not trying to run it back, right but that's just could be the reality. Uh, I want to uh, make a public service announcement. This whole idea that teams can start asking for seven and eight and six first round draft picks, I hate it. Whatever the league can do to make that go away, um, I'd love for them to because I just think like it's it's getting ridiculous when you need to have seven draft picks to get into a, a trade conversation. Rant ended. This is, it's interesting though, right? Because with all these other teams that they ran back, they either had like validated themselves by winning in 06 and they brought that team back or like they kind of ran it back with the 2020 squad, right? Like basically that was uh, mostly a run it back. I know Jay wasn't back. So there were some, some slight tweaks, but um, I just feel like they can go the beginning of the season without another four they could go maybe even to the trade deadline without a four but i don't think they can go the full season that way and so that's like where the 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 devil's in the details i guess because if you tell me that they do make some sort of move to plug that hole i think that they're going to be fine but until we see that it's just tough to think about losing pj and having nothing else there so i think that's why fans are a little worried
1: Alex, your thoughts on the term running it back in this context?
3: So I think it's been kind of like the, the the scary situation for everybody, right? It's been like the you don't want that to happen outcome of the summer. And like you guys said already, it's hard to um, add there because I just think, you know, running it back is uh, you're running back a team that was a shot away from the finals. I know I, a lot of people are not going to like me here. <laughs> I mean, hearing me say that. but. <laughs> It's true. Like it was a very good team. Sometimes we get a little bit, I think, you know, uh, we start to overthink too much when it comes to running it back and uh, free agency expectations, season expectations. And we have so much content right between us and other heat podcasts and uh, all the spaces that go on throughout the whole summer. Like we talk about it a lot. So we we, we get a lot of expectations when it comes to them making moves. And I, I still have, like, uh, a certain degree of expectations. Like, I'm expecting Duncan Robinson to get moved this summer, whether it's in a trade for Durant Mitchell or a trade for another starting four. Uh, other than that, it's just tough because this whole thing is dragging out so, like, painfully, right, for NBA fans, for Heat fans, because it's just, like, you want that uh, conclusion already, right? It's, like, usually with free agency, it'll be a few days, a week at most, right? This this whole, like, public negotiation where the the – public opinion is swaying back and forth constantly every day. It's just hate it. miserable. I'm so over it, man. I just want to know what's going to happen already. And Danny Ainge is the 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 at the center of all of this because he is the one who was able to finesse. Was it Tim Connolly, the, the new GM of the Timberwolves, uh, who used to be the Nuggets GM uh, for all those picks and all those players? And now because of that, he's able to set the market on Mitchell and, you know, Rudy Gojia has
1: destroyed the league twice.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) Sort of. Yeah. No, but really, like, I don't think he's going to get that many uh, picks for Mitchell, for example. I think a lot of it is just, like, haggling to see who's going to cave first at this point. So, you know, running it back, I I think it would suck if they didn't move Duncan for a four at this point. And you know me. I've been someone who has propped Duncan up for three seasons as somebody who was a valuable player uh, for this Heat team. But at this point, like, they have like we talked about holes at the four before, like this, this is more than a hole now. Like they, there's like a crater. I, I don't know. This is, there's a grave at the four. I don't know what the proper word is because like having Haywood Highsmith and Caleb Martin be your, your power forward room right now, like those guys are cool, but that's not a team that, that's not a solution for a team that's trying to get to the finals and win a title. So I'm expecting a move for a four. And that's just kind of my baseline for expectations at this point, but we know where their priorities, uh, Lay.
1: Brady, um we we did this episode the other day about other teams in the east that may have passed them temporarily it feels a little bit like you know you're in a horse race and somebody gets out to a fast start and then you blow by them but i mean the reality is like if they don't get an upgrade to Tucker, like of some kind okay and they don't get one of these other guys they are at a deficiency right i mean they, they have i mean because you've talked about all the things that pj did there are other things that a four could provide that PJ can't do, right? Harrison Barnes is a better scorer. Marcus Morris is a better scorer, okay? I mean, just more skilled offensively. But PJ also helped make their offense go at times when Bam was not there just by the little things that he did. So I, I guess this is kind of the idea, again, when running it back goes wrong, right? Like if, 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 if you run it back and you don't get somebody who's at least as good as PJ – a very like of the fours on the market, like who who would be in your view as good as him? Maybe not maybe different, but but as good in terms of what they need.
4: I, I think feel. the ones you mentioned are, are decent enough. Like I, I think for one running it back and running it back worse seems to like be viewed as the same thing. Like there's a major difference between that. Like in 2020 they ran it back worse. Like they lost Jay Crowder and they picked up Mo Harkless. Like if they were to move forward right now and lose P.J. Tucker and plug in Darius Days in their starting four. Like, they got worse. They ran it back much worse. If you get a player of equal value to P.J. Tucker, that's running it back. And that's when uh, I have a problem with running it back worse. I have less of a problem with running it back because, as you stated early on, I don't think they have a play. It, it's not really on them. Like, the Jazz wants seven picks and part of the coaching staff and partial stake in the team. Like, they, they just can't do that at that point. You can't be mad at the team for that. Uh, What they can do as a team, I think the Marcus Morris types, I think Harrison Barnes types, John Collins types. Uh, If you want to move to the fives, I think Miles Turner is a name that keeps getting thrown around that I personally think is the type of guy that can move the needle in terms of maybe he gets played off the floor at times in the playoffs. But even to that degree, I just feel like they can really do stuff with him. They can move Bam around. They can allow him to defend on the perimeter. uh, And there's just a lot to do there with a lot of these guys. But uh, they need some equal value in terms of we keep talking about the scoring. I think the stretch four of uh, shooting above the break is important as I keep talking about, but there's also the part of you, you have to help your best player in Jimmy, but you also have to help your franchise player in bam, because if they go into next season with this team or, or a player, that's not, let's say great defensively at the four, you're really hurting bam success because the whole goal here is to push him forward offensively. The way to do that is kind of with a PJ type because a guy that can defend and move around, and you have to worry about less. If you put more of a burden on him defensively this year when, season when you're running it back, I, I just feel like that hurts him individually and that hurts the team in some ways. Uh, so these types, I think, like even though Harrison Barnes isn't that type of defender, I think he gives you enough offensively to push Bam in that direction. You can lean on Bam defensively. So if they were to run it back in this scenario. It just feels, I I think there's less worry as time goes on. If they play the kind of the trade deadline thing, if they are able to grab, I guess, before the season starts, those type of
0: guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details
4: i don't think they're in a terrible spot and that may be crazy to say like i feel like uh as much as everybody wants to move and i think we all discuss the move i think it's important that they focus on that because they need to get better uh but these guys are going to improve as ju- just as the league is i also like to say that i think If this is the team that runs it back, I think 100% Tyler Hero is the starting two guard to start the season. I know there's the thing of they said, Pat Riley said after the season that there'll be a competition, like he'll have to earn it. I think he will have to earn it, but I think he will earn it. Like I think it it changes things at least a little bit. Like it shakes things up when you're running it back with Tyler Hero in the starting lineup. Like if you plug a depot in there and then Tyler's off the bench again, it looks really similar. Put Tyler in the starting lineup, allow Depot to run the second unit. Things look a little different. It's still running it back, but it's not running it back worse if you're able to grab that four. All
1: right. I want to get to something else related to what Brady's talking about there with Tyler and others. Before we do, I want to mention another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Water Cleanup of Florida, okay? Mold damage, fire damage water damage, all that stuff, water cleanup of Florida based in Boca Raton, but they can service the entire area. You got to reach out to Michael and his team. He'll take care of it for you. He's honest. I can tell you, dealt with him directly on something wasn't a job. He thought that they were the right uh, folks to do. So they didn't do it. They didn't take the job and you got to appreciate that uh, these days. So reach out to Michael Robert and his team. You need specialized, fast, reliable service. They're the group to go to one-stop shopping. The busy homeowners and business owners require when they got to get a mess cleaned up. No need to bring in other contractors. They'll handle it all for you. Reach out to Michael on his personal cell, 954 579 0356, 954 579 0356, or watercleanupflorida.com. You can also follow him on Instagram and on Twitter. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So let's get to the other part of this because it's not just about basketball, it's also about how guys react to situations. We saw couple years ago that when the trade deadline passed and Duncan and Tyler weren't traded, their shooting percentages shot up, right? Here's my concern with this situation. Okay. Cause they've been in this position before is that if the nets are basically going to hold Durant hostage into the season and the Utah thing with Mitchell hasn't played out, it's not like the rumors are going to go away. When James Harden was taken into the season by Houston are going to be taken into the season by Houston. The Heat basically had to send out a press release to three reporters to make sure that they knew that they were not in on James Harden so that that message could be spread. And why was that done? Because they wanted their players to know that they weren't on the trade block for for James Harden, right? Happens all the time. You got to manage the personalities inside because this stuff does bother people. Here's my concern, Greg. You go into a season, Durant is still with the Nets, but the situation's still in flux. Mitchell is still in Utah, but the situation is still in flux. The Heat have added some kind of a stopgap for maybe, maybe they've traded Duncan. Maybe they've gotten a, a decent four, okay? But essentially, they're positioning it like, we came back with the same group, we made an effort for stuff, but we like this group, we were four points from the finals, et cetera. Players aren't going to buy that, right? No, no. Not is it an, is it enough to just, because they know that like, as soon as Durant, you know, their, their essential, their future is essentially at the mercy of Kevin Durant's situation with the Nets. I mean, that's, that's where it's at. Right. And, yeah. and Bam's name is going to be out there too, because if Durant's taken into the season, there's going to be a conversation, Bam, Scotty Barnes, Brandon Ingram. Will one of these guys get thrown into a trade. This is going to be a daily drumbeat because it's all ESPN is going to talk about other than the Lakers is Durant with the Nets. And where does he go? is this not dangerous for the heat? If you've got, if, if you got guys like Bam and Tyler who are two of the cornerstones of your franchise who may think they're getting moved.
2: So that's, it's interesting to think through because the heat do have a couple things things uh, working in their favor, but this is where it gets tricky. If they go into the season and they just kind of, um, I actually don't know that they will make any move whatsoever until they get clarity on Kevin Durant. So I don't think that they would flip Duncan for a four to position themselves to start the season. I think they would just keep rolling with this team. And it would kind of also show that they're still in that same holding pattern. Um, But this is where it gets tricky with Tyler Hero, because you have a certain deadline that you need to offer his extension. And he obviously knows he's in these trade talks. And I just would think that at some point he's going to go to the organization and say, Are we going to get something done by the time the season starts in October? Or are we going to revisit this in the summer? And then for him to go through the whole season, not playing on an extension after a six man of the year season, knowing that he's in trade talks, this is where it gets weird. If they struggle, if they win, if they're playing well, if they're a top two seed in the conference, if they're winning their division, you can probably buy yourself some time with that kind of situation. If you struggle, it gets weird because then you'll, you'll hear noises get louder as it relates to maybe bam going for a Kevin Durant. So I think they go into the season. Bam is clear conscience. He's not worried about getting moved all of a sudden they're six and 14 or something like that. And he loud noises about bam for KD can start to happen. So you're right. Like you're it's a slippery slope, very risky. And that's why when we started this free agency, there was a part of me that felt like reluctant to go through this this way because for this team to be that close and to gamble to this degree, I just think you're putting a really great team up to a great deal of risk, and it could backfire in a big way. And that just sucks for this build. But I guess when you're going all in, you just have to, you know, take the risk that's inherent with that. But you're totally right. It's risky. But this is the last thing they can do. They can just max out Tyler and say, listen, we value you because we just paid you a lot of money.
1: Right. But the thing they are going to do is they're going to, they're going to say we paid you a lot of money and we gave you a starting job. They're going to allow him to earn the job and he takes the job and, and maybe he feels better about that, but it's got to be in the back of their minds. I mean, there's no question. And again, it's not just Tyler. It's at a higher level than that. It's BAM. We just did a whole episode. Do you put BAM into a trade ultimately for KD? And you know that that's going to be the conversation again, that's had nationally everywhere. So Alex, is that a concern for you?
3: No, I don't think it's a concern. I think uh, like I understand because like I said earlier, this thing has been going by so slow and it feels like it's going to drag out for a long time here and it definitely could. Um, like I said on other shows, I'm still very skeptical that it'll actually um, keep going through the beginning of the season. Like I'm, I'm still very skeptical that that's actually going to happen. I think right now, like it's the it's kind of really the the, the real time of the off season where everybody is doing their thing. People are on vacation, like, right. Once we get back to September and people are getting back into training camp, preseason starting, I think like the both sides are going to get restless. I don't think they want to go, you know, to media day with this thing. You know, not that that's like a big deal for them. They've all handled questions, tough questions, their entire lives, their entire careers. I mean, but just in general, I I don't, I don't see any benefit for either party when it, when it comes to KD or the Nets front office, to dragging this out longer than it needs to. Like, I understand them trying to run up the price and make sure they can get back what they perceive to be uh, equal value for their superstar, because they're not going to get another superstar for a long time after this. They've just fumbled two different, quote-unquote, super teams now. (laughs) And, I mean, the Nets have one of the richest owners, so maybe I'm wrong there. They could end up being a player after they get all these picks, right, uh, for KD and Kyrie. But just in general, I think they're going to – Uh, get over this whole situation at some point. I don't think Josiah and Sean Marks and everybody involved wants to keep doing this unless the only way that something could change is KD actually starts talking to him. Is like, okay, let's work something out. That just doesn't seem to be the case. Like all the reports are he he hasn't spoken with them since they got swept in the first round. Like I said on the other show, so I'm just very skeptical it's going to keep going. And I think as a result, the Heat players are not going to have to deal with it. But I do agree that if it were to uh keep going throughout the season it could definitely backfire because you just know the Iras and anthony changs and the ethan skolnick's of the world they're going to be asking the tough questions out there holding them accountable you're the one who holds them accountable come on false
1: (laughs) but you no, you're right but but look people are going to ask questions but i don't think it's going to be local i think i think it's i think it's the national thing i think that because that that's they pay more attention to that and they're going to get dragged into that conversation, even though maybe ESPN doesn't want to talk about the Heat. The Heat are going to be one of the teams that's involved in this. And so every time that KD you know, looks pissed off in Brooklyn, this then becomes a Heat problem, essentially, for, for the players who are there. And they're going to have to manage that. But the other part of it is guys start to look around the locker room and wonder, does this guy want me traded? And, and that's the thing, right? Because, I mean, you've got, we know Jimmy's not going anywhere, right? So then it sort of becomes, okay, if you're Jimmy and Bam, like, did, would he rather have Kevin Durant here than me or something like that? Like, this is the type of stuff that I think has to be monitored. Um, so I'll, I'll go to this, Brady, and, and this is a short episode tonight, but it is something we wanted to kind of look at. And before I do, I do want to mention uh, one other sponsor, Prize Picks. use the code 5 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100 at prize picks. You can get it at the Google Play Store or the App Store. Again, this is our official fantasy sponsor, MLB second half, NFL Futures. It's all up there uh, if you want to check any of that out. But, Brady, as I go to you on this, I I guess we've talked about this so much in the context of, of the basketball part, okay? But I do think the other part matters here. And, and I just, I, as we get I, I, and I really think, that, again, we're talking about Bam and Tyler particularly, but I don't know how the organization is going to pivot with this. If nothing happens when the season starts, like they are better at PR than any other organization. They're better at keeping things in house. They're better at kind of changing the narrative and then getting everybody to buy into the narrative. But everybody knows now, like, this is not a secret. Like they are the Heat are out there cheating on their players, to try to find someone else. That's what they're doing. That's what this is. How do you think that's handled internally?
4: There's also, you mentioned players kind of knowing or this guy wants to be traded, but I keep coming back to the same thing where it's like that guard room is so crowded that they know when they walk into that training camp or walk into practice, when there's Kyle Lowry, there's Tyler Hero, there's Oladipo, there's Gabe Vincent, there's Max Schroes, there's Duncan Robinson, and the list goes on and on that there's just so many guards sitting there that a few of them at least are probably going to be going out at some point. If it's for the top tier, Kevin Durant, if it's for the small trade to get a John Collins or miles Turner at the four, like these guys notice that they're not moving forward in this season, or at least past the deadline with that same room. So I think that's where it causes friction at times. Uh, And then there's also the element that you mentioned. It's like, does that guy really want me here? And we've seen stuff in the past where that could affect guys. You mentioned the shooting dips, like, that really was the point to make because right after the deadline passed that when you're Tyler and Duncan went off in a game, that exact night, like the night of the deadline, they went off in a game and it was like, okay, well, everything's okay. Now
0: Uh,
4: that stuff does affect these guys. So we can talk about roles changing and everything like that. When it's like even the Gabe Vincents and the Max Struces that are sitting there on great deals and they're being talked about sweeteners and being sent out to third parties to be getting an extra first round pick or something like It feels like that could be affected at some point. Uh, I don't really know how that would kind of go out, but it still comes back to, I guess, the basketball is just, if they do run it back with this team, at least a couple of these guys that are the guards that I'm talking about are going to be out of the rotation. There's holes in the four that need to be switched around that as much as we say they might have to hold out and kind of wait for the Kevin Durant and not make that move. It's just tough to say because basketball-wise, it just really hurts your team and your chances, I think, early in the season.
1: Is it fair to say that the only two guys on the scene who don't have to worry about their trade status are Jimmy and Ud?
2: And Bam for now, Bam ain't worried yet.
1: Uh, but you got to throw in the for now. I I just hmm. we got we got to throw hmm. in the for now. As long as KD is still on the trade block, it Bam is not a thousand percent. You know he's not safe. We talked about it the other night. Is Jimmy-
4: Marcus Garrett safe? He's safe on that two way. <laughs>
3: That's a report
1: on that note all right thanks to, uh thanks to our sponsors mark water cleanup of florida prize picks use the code five and we always mention therapists preferred use the code five rsn for 25 percent off have a good night everybody
4: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fire regional sports network